0: We got some Breeze
1: bits. We got some Breeze bits. They're coming in hot, ready on bits. Mmm, bits. Let's let's go. I, I I did this last time. Yeah, I think we should just go with it. Let's go with the flow, right? Need it. Gotta have it. Want that? This is. Uh, are we are we cooking? Yeah, we. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, I'll, I tr- I turned it on right now. I just lit the mash. Nice. We're sizzling. We're starting to cook. We got something in the pan. We're greased up, little Pam, Oliver. Love that.
0: I'd say I'd say we're kind of a buffet of lukewarm items because we're Sizzler. Nice. That's fine. You ever go to a Sizzler? Never been. Never been. Man, you are missing either you're missing nothing or you're missing everything. It's kind of one of those places. I, I've always wanted to go. They they replaced a sizzler in my hometown with a Wendy's. It's really there's something really desperate and sad about it unless you're in like unless you're seven years old and at a birthday party. You know who actually had a, um, I missed, the, there was a karate part of the birthday party, and then it, the second half was at Sizzler, and I missed the karate part, because I think I had a soccer game, but uh, Seidel had one of his birthday parties at a, a Sizzler.
1: Don't tell me Seidel had a Sizzler birthday party with a karate aspect?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I think karate was the highlight, and I, I missed it because I had something, but I made it to the Sizzler. Oh, I would love the karate chop side on the neck. <laughs> well, you know, once once you get a taste of those dino chicken nuggets, you might be singing in a different tune.
1: They had chicken. I thought it was like steak. I thought they I thought they were known for their steak.
0: Yeah, but they got kid stuff, you know, mac and cheese, dino chicken nuggets. You got to keep the kids happy. That's fair.
1: One day, once it's
0: all done with, i like to put a scissor with you. Your wife and not Seidel. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't think Kate would be that interested in going to Sizzler. To be honest, I think they might have. They might be out of business. The one in in my town also is now a Portuguese restaurant that's supposed to be really good, but I've never been. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't seen a Sizzler since the seventies. Thanks, Razorbacks, for being awesome. Uh, for keeping listening. Uh, if you like the pod, slap us a, a five star review on iTunes. Um, you don't even have to write a. You know, I know there's a lot of pressure to write a. A good review since we've had so many. So just throw five stars. You don't even need to write a review. Slap us silly with, with anything you want. Slap us with a, a picture of food. Slap us with what you're doing during quarantine. With a question. Just slap us around. Yeah, JJ slap. Nice, kind of. That's a guy, right? JJ Hap. That's someone. Did I make that up? Jade. Oh, J Hap. I thought you were going for J.J. Watt with a flat. Nah, it's J Hap that's good. Is it JJ J, J. or just J? I'm pretty sure it's just J. All right. Well, you know uh, that was a that was a foul ball. All right, yeah, got, got a little lumber on it. You got a little wood. Carry wood. It's J A Hap. J A Hap. I knew there was something else there. Right. All right. Well, that's good. Got some nice feedback about our uh, episode last week. Top nine bagel combinations. I have a few things to report. Number one, Eric Seidel approved of my number one of a uh, plain bagel. Oh, that just validates everything that's wrong with
1: you and Seidel. <laughs> it's 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 one of the most absurd things and something i'll, I'll never forget that your number one bagel combination if you had your druthers you'd get a plain bagel that's just insane that's insane Jeremy it's um it
0: just it just respects the it respects the item at its best yeah we don't
1: need to get you're you're, you're you can't you can't defend it you won't defend it i'm defending it <laughs> You can't.
0: I'm locked down. I'm Reuben Patterson. Wow, lockdown, Dave. Corn beef, Reuben. Really. Reuben Patterson. Reuben Studdard. Need that. Love. I miss Reuben Studdard. Yeah. I I can't
1: I can't let you stand behind a plain bagel. Oh, I, I got a lot of my friend. Wack Goldberg came after your top nine list. He said that it, it, it was pretty much it was fraudulent. <laughs> just unbelievably Just just in, in, insane.
0: If Wack well, just feel free to he could come at me directly if he wants. Open invitation, Wack. All right, Wack. Go out to Lance's next. We also got um, a brazier back. I don't think we've mentioned before, Brian Pisano. Uh, Do you know Brian? I don't know Brian. We actually took, when I first started stand-up, we took uh, Andy Engel's Gotham class together. Nice. And uh, he said he highly approved of the tuna move. He said he loves tuna, especially at New York Delis, because you get all these different combinations. And he said it's also his entry point into getting people to try anchovies. Which I thought was great. Interesting. I like I like anchovies. He, he's kind of like a drug dealer of interesting fish that people don't really like. It's like, all right, you got your tuna fish. Let's upgrade it to the. I think you're ready for the anchovies. Oh, uh, I can't. I can't handle this, the, the word tuna fish. The, our clip
1: last week did pretty well. I had uh, James Nichols, aka Jimmy Dimes in the in New York, Great guy. He, he DM'd me being outraged about my take on Tuna. And it seems to really fracture our entire relationship. I feel like I've been outed as an anti-Tuna person, which is fine. That's who I am. I, I can't change who I am. Yeah, I had a few
0: a few people slid into my DMs about it, which has never happened for me, so it was interesting. Um, one unnamed comedian, who I'm not going to say because I don't know if he's serious, but he wants to play a prank on you <laughs> involving Tuna.
1: Yeah, see, this is now, this is, I, I legitimately do not like the sound of that. I'm going to ask you all positive <laughs> that is. I'm going to demand that. I, if I get Tuna prank. It's going to be an all-out war. I don't. There can't be any. I. Oh, this is why I revealed too much. I, I revealed a, a sore... Not even. This is like a, a traumatic thing of my life. I can't have. I can't be a prank.
0: I mean, that's the danger of the pod. You know, it's uh, we're, we're we're getting uh, vulnerable here. What kind of punter I don't remember. I don't have my phone on me. Smart, smart. Reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. I also so to so the Razorbacks were on Skype. Um, but I forgot that we were on Skype. So I've been looking at my email this whole time. Wow,
1: you weren't even looking at
0: me? No. You weren't even me to expect to look me in the eye? No. You were talking about pranking me with tuna? I'm real. Uh, how disrespectful am I?
1: I've been staring at your glistening skin.
0: Yeah. Uh, G- Gmail. Gmail is in the frame. I brought Gmail, the fake turtle, to the pod today. Gmail appreciated the caveat that I made that Gmail... I mean, Gmail thinks he's a real turtle, but... Of course, I, I do too. I'll just say, if
1: I get pranked with tuna, I might kidnap Gmail. That's just that's that's a threat. That's an open threat.
0: Fair enough. Gmail's on Doctor James Andrews's waiting list for his reconstructive uh, fin surgery. He's that crazy clue. Yeah, Hito's totally clue. That's a good one. I love Hito. Do you know he's like uh, the, he's like the third? Uh, this might be a lie. I'm not sure. He's like very high up in the Turkish government. I feel like I remember hearing that he was some kind of like uh, yeah diplomat for the for the Turks for for Erdogan or whatever his name is who like. I don't think he's doing some. I don't think he's doing some bad stuff. No.
1: You think uh, you think Turkey should buy Turks and Caicos?
0: Uh, they have to. They should ask Matt Turk. Nice.
1: Turk and Swift. Yeah. I, have you been to Turks and Caicos? I have been. i have gone on a couple family vacations there. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I've been there. Beautiful place. Unbelievable. The water is so blue. There's people. There's people
1: who like quarantine like quarantined there. I was reading online. People are people are like stuck on vacation in Turks and Caicos. Not a bad place to be. Sounds very expensive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely did you go to one of those places that had the uh yeah. like all you can what's it called all-inclusive
0: so i've gone with kate's family we've stayed in this like 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 nice hotel okay you're like kind of the beaches there but there's like a restaurant and yeah not not all of the it's all-inclusive for me so <laughs> that's funny that's funny yeah Pizza. one time i yeah it's it's good I was going to tell a story of how I got food poisoning there, but it's a bummer, so I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to... Do it. Um, that's a good filter. That's, that's a good editing. Don't eat, don't eat the bolognese for breakfast that's probably been out for too long. <laughs> Wait, what? You have breakfast bolognese? You know, they, they had this uh, at the hotel that we stayed at. They had... Well, they had breakfast, you know, all the normal breakfast foods and then just like a lot of a really a lot of totally different breakfast foods, your you're more standard breakfast foods and then just kind of everything they had. So I kind of, I just went, I went nuts, you know, with everything. And one day they had bolognese. So I was like, this seems like a fun thing to have. And then I got so sick
1: a breakfast bolognese, which means that that was definitely like last night's dinner that they were like, we got, we got to be something with this bolognese,
0: which is fine. I, you know, I'm, I love Breakfast in the morning or dinner in the dinner for breakfast, but I think what I think what happened is they must have just left it out for too long, and it yeah.
1: You're wait, you're okay with
0: dinner in the morning. What
1: what else you having? I've heard of breakfast for dinner, but dinner for breakfast, how you talk? We talk
0: all the time. We've talked we talked about this on a past pod. Sushi. All right. I I, I sometimes forget how crazy you really are, Lance.
1: (laughs) Breakfast sushi, breakfast bolognese. Absolutely bonkers.
0: Yeah, give me some Manute Bolognese for breakfast. That's wild. That's too too much sauce. Bolognese. Manute bowl. Say bowl bowl bolognese. Bowl bowl. Bowl bolognese. Yeah. All right, you got some highlights? I sure do. I
1: got a couple highlights. One was from today. I went onto my roof and saw the flyover. From the, uh, the Blue Angels Jets and Thunderbirds. I thought it was pretty awesome. It was like the first time I got, I got some, I got legit goosebumps from it. I'm not a very patriotic person or, um, military person, but this really, for me, gave me goosebumps, made me feel, uh, gooey inside. When I was on my roof, usually when I'm on my roof in Astoria, there's nobody else on the roof, on their roofs, none of my neighbors, but, this is today and like everyone was on their roof and it was pretty, it was, it was just like, it felt like a community. We're all in together. Um, and just the jets flying by was unbelievable. They were flying pretty low and like the pattern there was pretty impressive. It was, it was, uh, something I feel like I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And our building, I, I'm pretty sure we're not allowed on our roof Goldberg machine. That would have been cool to see. Uh, I will say that Kate is, was not a fan of the jets uh she said something she said like do we live in north korea <laughs> and and i said like a, something about like is kim jong-un alive i don't know if he, i don't know if he's alive. and that was it i think she just didn't like the noise gosh it was it was pretty
1: loud but it it, it was undeniable it, it, it gave me like long goosebumps i had goosebumps that
0: like lasted till a couple minutes irl sign really yeah it was spooky yeah you got some monster blood up in there absolutely
1: Another highlight that I had was yesterday. It was cold and rainy and I've been going for, for runs outside. And it's been when we had a couple of days in a row of it being rainy, I, uh, I was starting to get all pent up and I forced myself to go for a cold, rainy run and it ended up being fantastic. I went to the Astoria Park and there was nobody there and it felt like it was, uh, what's the movie with Will Smith where he's all alone? I am legend. I am, felt like I am Jesse. <laughs> Uh just running around with nobody like and it was windy and cold, so it was tough, but it felt great, felt refreshing. Afterwards felt like I accomplished something. Uh a, a runny cold run. Fantastic.
0: That sounds fun. I haven't had it many like you know how people, especially in comedy, are always like pitching like movie ideas and stuff like that? Yeah. I've never really do many of much of that, but I, I've always wanted to pitch uh, I am legend of the hidden temple. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That'd be a good sketch. I think, yeah, it would be good. Maybe maybe we'll do it. Um, that's, yeah, Rainy Run. It's like a reinvigorate. It reminds me, what your description of that reminded me of that scene in V for Vendetta. Love that movie. When Natalie Portman is in the rain. And I don't even remember much about that movie. I saw it when it came out in theaters, and that was, like, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. I, barely, I barely remember anything, but uh, I do remember she seemed to be reborn. Yeah, she shaved her head. In the rain, yeah. That was a great movie fantastic that's great you feel you feel re-energized having ran in the rain absolutely felt so re-energized Felt so good you're you're a run
1: you're a run guy yeah i've been i like to jog like to run i've been trying to do like inside yoga or like watching youtube instructional videos but it's tough for me to do that now when i go outside i feel like and, and when i give myself a goal outside like i'm gonna run here run back and
0: it, it forces me to not like Give up the music. No doubt. Yeah. I miss doing hot yoga so much. I, in the beginning, I tried to do it. And uh, I know all the poses. But, like, number one, it's not hot. Got to get hot. Got to be steamy. Uh, steamy. And number two, m- we, we have hardwood floors. Right. Hardwood floors. You never hear softwood floors. It's implied. <laughs> wow. Right. That was a clip from Jerry. Straight up. So, uh you ever you ever watch New Material Seinfeld? Yeah, Pete Holmes. It's from it's from that. I, I, it's not non original. Fantastic. It's one of my favorite, I guess, sketches. If if you're if you want to watch something funny, just search uh, New Material Seinfeld. It's a puppet that tries that. It's Seinfeld trying out bits. They're like not good enough for Seinfeld to use, but they're like the exact. Concepts, Same voice. Like, one of them... Like, literally the same voice and also, like, the voice of his material. Like, one of them is, like, why do pasta boxes have windows? <laughs> 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 like
1: the idea <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. That was an underrated show. Pete Ohm's show? I thought... Was, I loved it.
0: I never really watched it uh, except for new, which I watched the clips online, like every show. He had a lot of uh, comics on the interview and
1: they'll always make fun of him. It was great.
0: Yeah. Like Bill Burr. I remember being on. Yeah. Chester Nick was on.
1: It made, made fun of him. He had a lot of good comics. Yeah. Which is good for him. You know, good for him. Good for you. Ian Hunt's uh, comedy
0: show. That's right. Hopefully it'll, it'll be back. Maybe. Um, that's great. I've, oh, what do we do now? You're all right. You got it in I do. My you,
1: you just have a brain malfunction? Like, uh, all right, whatever. Do you, want to, do you want to keep going?
0: Yeah. Should we end the podcast here? Yeah. No, I, I. What if we did end the podcast here? I think people. I think some people would be sad. I think it would be dramatic. would be like, what happened? Why? is like people look at the timestamp. There would be some
1: drama. The, this episode was 19 minutes. Did they have it falling out? Did, did the tuna fish go too far? No,
0: it didn't. But um, I. Uh was there? I going to say? I, yeah, my, I, my malfunctioning. Um, my highlight is that... I have two highlights. One is that, remember a few pods ago when I was talking about my credit score? You sure do. You figured it out? And that there was... Basically, there was a credit card that was attached to my account that should have been attached. And I summer sanders it. I got a new credit score report and it went up like a bunch. And now my credit score is very good. There you go. So, writing letters is an effective way of, of protesting. Huge. Good for you. For those, for those new Brazerbacks who didn't listen to this episode, I had a problem with my credit score, which they put something on it that wasn't mine. I couldn't – I was on the phone for them with them for, like, over an hour, no answer. Their online, like, wasn't working. So the only other option was to write a letter, and it worked, which is cool. One thing I wanted to say, I forgot that I wanted to say, um, I was looking at our downloads from, like, this past week, and there's like 45 from Ashburn, Virginia, <laughs> and I was like, "That's a lot of people for a random place." And then I looked it up, and apparently, like a lot of the world's in- internet traffic goes through Ashburn, Virginia. Interesting. So that means that a lot of our Brazerbacks—I don't know if they're getting hacked or if they—who no, knows? None of our information's safe. That's bizarre. So that means that some people who
1: are like listening in New York—they're going through Ashburn.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's like because you set up your. What is what are the ISP? That's the thing, right? Yeah. Maybe the way you set up your, your ISP. Yeah. Isn't that wild? We should go down to Ashbrook, Virginia and, and knock on some doors, see where the real brains are back there. Knock on the internet factory? Yeah. Like, who's in there? You guys loving braids bitch, or what? Yeah. So that was cool. And the second thing is I, I joined this language exchange app called Tandem. So I, as I've been learning French, my teacher's basically like, all right, you should like start trying to talk to people um, in French so I downloaded this app tandem which like kind of like ma- it's like I am a native English speaker and I'm trying to learn French and then it kind of matches you with someone who's a native French speaker trying to learn English and it's fascinating so I've never been on a dating app in my life like Kate and I were together all these dating apps came out so I, I never have been on one and it's just nuts because exactly. I I went into it being like I went into it being like okay, um, I'm just going to find someone and then we'll like, maybe hopefully schedule like a video chat for an hour, maybe once or twice a week. But I realized that by doing that, I like messaged two people and I realized like I come off like a crazy person. <laughs> like, cause I guess it's like someone in an app being like, Hey, you want to get a drink like right away? You didn't, you didn't butter him up. You didn't be like, so how, like what do you like? Who are you? No, cause who, I, I don't, I don't care. Why would I care? But now I realize that's like part of the app where you have like you have to have a back and forth, and if the conversation's good, then I guess you progress the video. I don't know. I'm talking to I'm talking to two guys. You get bad reactions. they were like, slow down, guy. You got to buy me lunch for. You. Basically, one one guy was like, um, I tried to because vid- we set up a time, and I thought that we were going to video, and he was like, let's just text.
1: Ah, wow, you went you went in for a kiss, and they were like, "Let's uh, let's get a drink first.
0: But it's 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 still going. We got some some good convo, and then another guy. I was like, "Hey, I'll set up a time." And um, everyone's everyone's ahead. So like one of the one of the guys I'm talking to lives in France. The other guy lives in Senegal. So the time difference is like you know somewhat significant. So I'm like, oh, I could only really do like kind of early or like late. Might be too late for you. Um, yeah, so they, they've both been like, we both, I've sent I've been sending back and forths to both of them, but like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see if, uh, anything progresses to something real. We'll find out. Interesting. Obviously, you chose guys on purpose, if he did, if he got a girl, you might fall in love. yeah. I'm not engaging with girls. It's that, you know, they might see my glistening skin and it's over. Yeah. That's, that's risky business. Yeah. Tom Cruise.
1: And just try to turn, uh, what you're, whoever you're going to talk to and do a or back.
0: Yes, but also I don't think this is a good podcast to listen to if you're trying to learn English. I think I th- I totally disagree. I think that this will catch you up on English faster than
1: anything else in the world. This will blow <laughs> people's minds. This will probably overwhelm them at first, and then they'll realize
0: that this is how the language should be spoken. <laughs> People, you'll walk up say, "Hey, what's J A happening?" <laughs> yeah, like, they did a whole like couple minutes
1: about figuring out if it was J J hap or (laughs) Watt. then they figure it out
0: yeah and then they'll be like someone will be like hey could you help me with this math problem and then they'll be like yeah i'll I'll summer sanders that with you (laughs) exactly it gives them all references i think this is fantastic this should be like a part of the course
1: learning english and also learning brave bit they go hand in hand
0: i think it's the most dangerous game i love danger my middle name is danger is it no i was just doing a joke who's that someone dangerous something it's like somewhat danger. There's yeah, an Austin Powers record. Like, I also like to live
1: dangerously when they're playing uh, blackjack and he, and he tells him to, he hits on 20. Never seen it. Oh, my. I, I, I knew <laughs> that. but Somehow it still hurt me. It hurt me real good.
0: Never seen any of them.
1: Yep. All right. Good. Good.
0: <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't upset me one bit. <laughs> Jesse's face. He's despondent right now. <laughs> Not all so gravy. Desponsored content.
1: Wanna get into our top nine? Let's do it. You have you have fun top nine. We have a non-food related top nine,
0: which is pretty rare for the pod. Do you want to start spreading the news about the top nine? I sure do. We're doing our top nine favorite New York City places. That 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 start spreading the Gmail. Wow, that that song uh, has direct relation to my top nine. Hoboken, New Jersey. No spoiler there. No Hoboken. You want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Sure. Uh, all right. So number nine, I got the, yeah, wait, did, did we say what we're doing? Wait, you just skipped. I missed that. Yes. We're doing our top nine favorite New York city places, non restaurant, non restaurants. So obviously restaurants would probably be most of our places. Number nine, I have the Williamsburg bridge. Nice. I
1: wanted to first give a caveat that you're a New York city tour guide, but feeling your, your list, you're, you're, you're almost like on steroids. You're, you have like just you're, you're going to have so much history and like that kind of information that it's going to set up us on different playing fields, but still
0: going to be equal. I would argue that it's a little bit the opposite because I have more of a malaise about places that people are fascinated by. I have like had to work. I have to like take people to Grand Central and like explain it. And it kind of ruins the magic. Interesting. Interesting. Gotcha. It's like when you do comedy and you no longer like comedy. Right. Absolutely. I can relate to that. Yeah. So number nine, I got the Williamsburg Bridge. I think it's the best bridge in New York. I do a tour of the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, And the Brooklyn Bridge is amazing. It's an amazing achievement, and it's really fascinating in general, but it's not a pleasant experience to be on it. Um, It's very crowded, and a lot of people taking selfies, and then bikers thinking they're entitled to the space. It would be amazing if there were less people, but it's uh, the Williamsburg Bridge has the most character by far. There's a lot of just like graffiti and art, and they ha- it has separate walking lanes and bicycle lanes, which is, is huge, right. huge, huge. Jackman, and so it's just a very pleasant. I like walking over it in the morning. I like walking over it at night. I live pretty close to it, so obviously that's uh, kind of my go to bridge. I just I just think it. Uh, it knows itself and it it's not going to compromise who it is for uh for the city strong bridge good bridge definitely Bridges.
1: nice got there we got there my dad proposed on the brooklyn bridge to my mom yeah that's great yeah is that and is that time i don't think it was as crowded they brought a bottle of champagne
0: yeah if you go at night it's it's a lot better um and also i imagine it's, it's gotten I imagine it's gotten bad in the past 20 years right I'm sure there was a time where it wasn't as nuts as it, as it is now um, but it's just because there's so many more tourists in New York City than there were you know even 20, 30 years ago. Um, they actually had to this was not this past year, the year before, during the holidays they had to actually stop letting people on the bridge because it's too crowded yeah I'm, I've never walked across either bridge i don't think yeah you want when pretty good tours comes back you could do our brooklyn bridge tour should i love it you go all the way across yeah you start in brooklyn heights it's and kind of learn about the history as it relates to brooklyn and then you walk over all right and i have to do it i have to do it kind of early like i'll i'll do it at 11 is the latest i'll do it because it just it gets nuts up there and sure. it's, it's not only it's not only unpleasant but it actually gets a little dangerous because bikers just don't care there's there's a walking lane and there's a biking lane, and they're fifty-fifty. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, in terms of space, but uh, there are probably two hundred like walking pedestrians to each biker. Okay. So, so pedestrians spill over into the bike lane, but bikers just zoom. You know, they're doing their conferences. They're zoom bombing everybody. Too much. Yeah it it gets it gets kind of crazy, but it is a amazing. It's an amazing achievement um, of of like a. It basically, people thought it was not going to be possible at all. And despite all this corruption that the city had, it, it got built. But, um, yeah, that's a, cool, that's a cool place to propose. Anything is possible. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. That's my number nine, Williamsburg Bridge. Number eight is Greenwood Cemetery. You know Greenwood Cemetery? No. So it's a cemetery. Cemetery is on your top nine? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. You know me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bury you with some good choices. <laughs> yeah. Six feet under. Six feet. Social distancing. So it's this you're looking at a map of Brooklyn. Have I ever looked at a map of Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah. So you know how there's like two big green areas. Have you, ever, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Prospect Park and something else. Yeah. The something else is Greenwood Cemetery. Okay. So it's this gigantic cemetery. It's like in between. It's like south of like Park Slope. Uh, it's kind of like next to Sunset Park, and it is this old, old, old uh, cemetery that, you know, New York or New York, the city or whoever put there, um, you know, in like 1800 and you walk in there and it's just these fascinating, fascinating, like old, old graves, a lot of like kind of more famous New Yorkers and, uh, people, uh, have been buried there. Um, one that comes to mind, I think Boss Tweed was buried there. You know, that guy. Say that again? Boss Tweed? Boss Tweed. No. Yeah. I know
1: Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen, the boss.
0: Yeah. It's like, uh, it's really interesting. It's just like a very cool. So I, um, I've only walked around there like for a long time, one time. Uh, but I've always said like, I just want to go there without my phone and just, it's like a, I find it to be a very peaceful place.
1: I've never, I I guess it's funerals,
0: not funerals, uh, cemeteries in general kind of spook me out. Yeah. Yeah. So boss Sweet has been buried there. Uh, Basquiat is buried there. That's how you pronounce the name, right? The artist Basquiat. Yeah, um, yep. Leonard Bernstein, Horace Greeley, Horace Grant. Hor- <laughs> not Horace Grant. Um, I believe uh, like the Bill the Butcher guy from Gangs of New York was buried there. Oh yeah. uh, no, maybe not. Yeah, but it's it just it's. I, I think it's a fascinating place, um, and would recommend. I always actually when there's people who come on tours who ask like places in New York City I like a lot, I always recommend it. Um, but then people think I like people give me a look like I'm nuts. Yeah, I would. I just it's
1: it's I could I don't know. I'm stumped. It's it's the plain bagel of of this list.
0: No, it's just it's really I don't know. I find it really peaceful and it's really interesting to see like um how some things of like human. I mean, it's 200 years. Not that old in the grand scheme of things. Um, but how elaborate certain kind of graves were and and how some things are kind of similar and some things are way different. And I think it's cool how it was just kind of in the middle of nowhere and then the whole city was kind of built around it. It's wild. And it's, it's open to the public to walk through? Yeah, it's and it's it's free. You just walk in. They have uh, trolley tours that you could do, which um, and they have a, a chapel. Never even heard of it. Uh, it's a cool place. Um, number seven, I have Soho at night. Wow. The whole area. Yeah. So have you ever been to Soho during the day? Sure have. It's a a nightmare on Prince Street. (laughs) Was that pre-written or is that that off the blue, off the mark? Off the Johann Cruyff. That's strong. That was real strong. That was Glancy Street. Off the cuff everlasting. Nice. Yeah. So Soho. Soho. Soho is another place that has really interesting history. We We won't need to go into it. But basically now it's like this like cobblestone streets, but in the storefronts are like virtual reality stores, high-end fashion. It's like the shopping mecca, right? Yeah. it's kinda, I would say it's the shopping mecca of New York, maybe more so than, than Fifth Avenue now or equal to. Certain maybe trendy, more trendier boutiques. I'd agree with that. Um, there's some of the big stores down there. I mean, who knows what's going to happen after the, the virus, but like Bloomingdale's and Soho's a big deal. Like I used to get – I used to get jeans from Levi's there, I think they have to get from like every every store the big they the big Nike store, the big Adidas
1: store yeah, exactly,
0: yeah, yeah, so, but during the day it's just mobbed with mostly tourists but just people in general it's it's nuts to go there. I do another tour where you go through Soho, but I do that one also early because if I do it too late, then just it gets very unpleasant um but Soho at night's a whole different ball game, so Soho is the way it is zoned is it's kind of all what used to be factories and because of the zoning protections basically it's very difficult to alter much like much of most of the buildings so there's very i don't know if you've noticed this but there's very few restaurants and bars in soho relative to like how happening the area is right so it's kind of a ghost town at night so if you walk at night it's like nothing's happening and you have the city have the streets all too Yourself and it it feels cool and 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 powerful. So I walk. So a lot of times when it's nice out, I'll do shows in Greenwich Village, and then I'll walk home to the Lower East Side. And a lot of times I'll walk through Soho, and it's um it's it's kind of it's magical. I love it. That sounds so nice. I've actually I've never, but now that you say it, I don't really think I've ever really
1: walked through Soho at night. This is like it's like a hidden gem, one gem
0: Yeah, yeah. I would
1: uh, I would recommend it. Yeah, you
0: have to safdie it.
1: Right. And it's, it's it's a beautiful like there's some
0: the cobble street streets in the Soho the buildings the architecture is beautiful. So Soho interesting fact about Soho the buildings the architecture what makes it cool they're cast iron facades and Soho has the largest concentration of cast iron buildings in the world. These buildings are made out of cast iron skillets. <laughs> they're made out of podcast iron skillets. Wow. Yeah, and it's because I'm fairly almost 100 percent sure that so steel came after so there was brick right people were building things with brick brick was like really laborious and laborious big right nice. and cat then cast iron came along and you could just kind of plaster it on the front of a building and it saved you money and time you didn't have to do oh. the brick and then that was happening and then steel came along and you could build an elevators also and you could build big skyscrapers so it was kind of like an in between between brick you had the cast iron and then uh, steel interesting a lot of celebs live in Soho. Sorry? That's probably why a lot of celebrities live in Soho.
1: Probably a good place to be kind of anonymous, especially at nighttime. There's not that many people around.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a, a celebrity in Soho. It's just like you never see anyone. No one's ever there. It's just like sometimes I'll walk by um, like Balthazar, which is like a upscale restaurant. It's like kind of on the border of Soho. Um, and it's like you get like restaurant workers who are like smoking outside. That's like the only thing that's ever happening. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Yeah. That was my number eight or
0: seven. That was my seven. Lucky number seven.
1: Lucky number seven. All right. I got for number nine, the Public Theater, which is right by by Astor Place. I love the Public Theater. Love the Public Theater. It's got a lot of different theaters inside of it. It's got Joe's Pub inside of it, which is one of my favorite places to see anything. I've seen uh, Sandra out there a bunch of times with my dad. I've seen Catherine Cohen there. I also saw at the Public Theater at their big... Uh, theater space I saw Hamilton Off-Broadway when they first started and that was like um, an unbelievable experience I've seen a lot of shows there and it's I like that it's not in that it's not like in uh, near Times Square and you're still seeing uh, Broadway shows and like off-Broadway shows and Joe's Pub is, I think, is a very underrated performance space in the city. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, it, that building has a really interesting history. So before it was Joe's Pub, it was the headquarters of the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, hmm. and then before that, it was it was the uh, the Astor Library, um, and it was like so that whole area was like at one point uh, the city was like the richest area in the city, and Astor for his like philanthropy thing decided to have a library and libraries were huge deals then. Cause there was no internet and especially that area. There was like a lot of immigrants coming in and um, he was like, okay, I'm going to build this big library. And it was like, I think it's like $400,000, which is a ton of money in like 1850. And uh, that became the basis of what is now the New York public library. It was one of the, the like i think one of three collections that the city ended up buying out
1: wow now like it, it looks like a, like a library from the outside the architecture of the public theater is very cool
0: yeah yeah it's a cool it's a yeah that whole area is, is really interesting It's got the big steps going up into the entrance yeah it's, it's pretty iconic you could learn learn a lot sure
1: can um my number eight is the appello room at jazz and lincoln center Love, love me some jazz, and I love this. this if you have YouTube or Google the Apollo Room, it has like it has a small little theater in the backdrop. Is a huge glass, um, just a glass. Like, it's, it's like a glass wall. You can see out onto Central Park and the city skyline and see cars passing by. So you're like watching jazz, and then, and then the city is like the the backdrop. And it's unbelievable. It's like the best place to see music. Yeah, I, I miss it. I miss going to i place. I think I've seen like maybe two shows there, but both are unbelievable. It's like just the the perfect venue for for live music. I think
0: I've only been to Lincoln Center twice, and I don't remember the one where I was like in college and we saw The Lion King. Nice, I love Lion. King. And then another time, uh Kate okay, Nice. It was like the twentieth anniversary of Days and Confused, with like and like Richard Linklater, the director, was like like there. It was cool. It was like part of the, one of the maybe the New York Film Festival. I'm not a Lincoln Center guy. It is beautiful. Like, as its own entity, I think it's really nice and impressive. But it doesn't fit in with the city, if that makes sense. I guess so. It, um, it was a Robert Moses thing. He was obsessed with doing it. And um, I think, like, where West Side Story, like, took place, that was ba- they basically tore down where West Side Story was to build Lincoln Center. Right. Um, and I'm more of a fan of, like, more, like, brown, like brownstone, um, tenement-style, kind of more dense neighborhood stuff. Sure. Lincoln Center kind of expands everything and makes everything kind of far and, and impersonal. Sure. Um, I think for certain, so, like, if you're in a venue at a place like Lincoln Center, the venue itself is super impressive. Um, yeah, that's,
1: that, that's why I think this specific room is my favorite place. Not the whole Lincoln Center
0: distance. The Appel room, I think, is, like, unbelievable place like it's more about like putting people in places like if you have somewhere to go it's amazing because it's like all right i'm going to this place in this facility yeah but it doesn't encourage natural interaction which is what i love about the city right that's a good point i'm
1: pretty sure also that the uh the coke brothers like built some theaters in the lincoln center
0: yeah and i think um and on the upper east side the pepsi brothers Built them scratch. That sounds so big, big, big buildings. Yeah, so they're actually running. They've been running across Central Park playing Coke and Pepsi. Wow, missed that game. I was one of the best those games. Bar Mitzvah games. I always won when it was only my Bar Mitzvah, and every other time I lost. <laughs> Wow, I don't think it was
1: rigged. Whenever I would play, it was never rigged. I only won my bar mitzvah too, but
0: there was one time I think that I won, even though it was not my bar mitzvah. Were you partnered with the bar mitzvah boy? No, it was like maybe it was. I think it was a bot mitzvah, and like it was me and one of my friend. I don't even remember who it was, but I remember like it was like it was like so. They kept messing up so badly that it was like they they couldn't rig it. Yeah, that's always fun.
1: All right, my number seven is in the old boogie-down Bronx, Yankee Stadium. I've uh, got a lot of memories. I like I've, I've literally been going there my entire life. Look, some of my first city memories were going to Yankee Stadium. It's just uh, it's iconic. The old stadium, I miss the old stadium. is like, like it was like a museum. I uh, love Jerome Avenue, driving down Jerome Avenue. There's the courthouse Deli. I know we're not doing restaurants, but I feel like it's a part of Yankee Stadium for me. This deli that I would always go to before games. Still go there before games. Um, going there with family, going there with friends. just feels like a, a family experience going to Yankee Stadium. It's one of the most, one of my favorite places
0: in the city. So would you, view bunch Old Yankee Stadium and New Yankee Stadium together? Yeah. So I've, I've been to, I was to Old Yankee Stadium once when I was little. And then New Yankee Stadium, I think I've been to two or three times, two times. And I've. Shea Stadium, I went to all the time. they not all the time, but like maybe like once a year, like pretty frequently. Maybe like sometimes a handful of times a year. And I've only been to City Field once, and the experience is like so. I hated City Field. It just felt like it was um, like it took like a burger place and, and upscaled it to the point where it was like still a burger place, but not yeah, well, not what I got there for. But at the same time, I almost haven't been there in like ten years now, so. Um, last year, I was planning on going to a Mets game. It just didn't happen. And this year, I think I would like to go if, if sports happen, which probably is not happening. But Yankee Stadium, I liked, I thought was a better experience than City Field. Like, I, I'm not a Yankee fan, um, but the last time I went to Yankee Stadium was maybe like two or three years ago. I had a great, it, it feels more like a ballpark.
1: I agree. And they, they did a good job of updating it and making it feel modern, but they also kept the history and like, they built it. They included a lot of uh, historical, like monuments and like old pieces of the old stadium, like the the outside trimming of like the, the fence, like thing. It's it it
0: yeah.
1: had a lot of memories in that in that building that Babe Ruth built.
0: Yeah, and um, one I mean one just kind of technical thing, but I just like that it's called Yankee Stadium. Like it feels like it's part of that. It's it's a home rather than City Field is like yeah another sponsored content thing right it's huge yeah it's very rare like, do any other sports teams have their own stadium uh tottenham does but that's because they haven't sold the naming rights condom yeah soccer nice. yeah, they just built this you, you, you should uh actually they're like when the nfl is trying to get a team to to london it's probably gonna be that stadium like they built it it's a amazing stadium they just built it last year it's called like tottenham stadium right now but
1: oh, i thought, I thought you said condom
0: oh no no <laughs> perfect any other are you saying any uh, American teams what's the Cowboys one that's like AT&T right something like that for sure it's AT&T I
1: mean, the Knicks owner owns Madison Square Garden but it's, it's called Madison Square Garden yeah it's not called Knicks Garden yeah yeah. I don't think so It's a good point
0: it, Cowboys is AT&T stadium well we got Braves Field wow BBF yeah this is the bait- Braves Bates Field alright Um, so number six, I have, this is a combo and it's like a little disingenuous to have them grouped together, but also I wanted them both on the top nine and having them separately. It felt like it would have been kind of repeat. So I've got uh, Rockaway beach slash Coney Island and they are very different places, very different places. So I really don't like grouping them together, but they're both beaches. Right. So that's why they are together. So, Um, Rockaway beach is, uh, it's the place I've gone to surf in, in the city. It just has a kind of, it it makes me think of summer, um, in the city. And it's like a New York city summer, if that makes sense. You know, a lot of people go, you know, maybe think of going to the summer, getting out of the city. You got to get out of the city in the summer. The thing that's cool about Rockaway beach is you're in the city, but you're out of the city. It's like, you're, you're there and you're like, this is amazing that it's, it's New York city. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, kind of, it just, it, it just feels like it exists kind of on its own plane, which is, is really cool. It's been on my bucket list. I've never, I've never been to Rockaway beach. I've heard great
1: things. I've wanted to go there. Um, I've been to Coney Island. Coney Island was actually my, it was on my list. And then I did a final look over it today and I took it off my list, but Coney Island, I think it reminds me like you said, yeah. of like summers in the city, but you're getting out of the city. It's easy to access the boardwalk
0: vibes. Does Rockaway Beach have a boardwalk? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But yeah, it does. It has, yeah, it has a boardwalk. I love a boardwalk. The thing about Rockaway Beach is it's become like more popular in recent years. So it's gotten like kind of gentrified up a little bit. So a lot yeah. of Rockaway residents are not happy, which is understandable. But uh, the beach itself, I, I, I like I like going to Rockaway Beach because of the surfing. Um, and uh, it, just, it just has its own distinct – it's like it's like it's so removed Um if you go, you get to it by subway, but it's like 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 you take the A train. You got to go across a channel, um, and then you're there. It's like past like going to JFK. It's nuts. Yeah,
1: I heard that before. It was
0: once called Dwayne Johnson Away at Beach. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, or you can take the ferry, you take the the Danny Ferry there. Nice. And that takes that's shorter, but it's still pretty long. And it's like it's like three dollars, but so you can take it from the financial district, though you have to go to the financial district. Ferry Bueller, yeah, the Ferry Bueller. Uh, and Coney Island, um, I think it's just a another place that's unique to itself. It's like New York is always changing, and Coney Island, you know, it has its, its changes, um, but it's it's firmly itself. It knows who it is. I love Coney Island. I like going there, similar to the Soho at night thing. I had a tour and. It was like a Saturday and it snowed. This was like in February or, or maybe December. Maybe it was December. It snowed. So no one showed up for the tour. And I had nothing to do. And I was like, I'm going to go to Coney Island. So I just like took the subway to Coney Island and walked around on the boardwalk in the snow. And it was like one of my favorite New York City experiences. Again, no one was there. It feels like... I'm a, I'm a big fan of going going to peak places and off-peak times. It feels like you're getting away with something a little bit. Like you're seeing, um, you know, the real... The real version of the thing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. Did you get a Nathan's Hot Dog? I I did get a Nathan's Hot Dog that day. got to. You got to. I think they're fine. Um, They're actually... Nathan's is interesting in its history. So there's a... Feltman's was like the original hot dog place, which some guy like restarted Feltman's recently. He like opened up a place called Feltman's uh, in the East Village. But apparently they're going to reopen... In Coney Island, Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton, yeah, but they were more like an upscale upscale. They were more upscale. Um, and then Nathan Handworker, who worked at uh, Felton's, said, "I'm going to have this popular item, but I'm going to have it half the price or way cheaper." So he opened up Nathan's like across the street. Wow. But the last name was handworker Handworker, probably. He he was uh he was one of us. Nice. Wow, that's a big move by Nathan. He really uh yeah he he outgrew. What's it called, Raymond Feldman? And he's got
1: the he's got the July Fourth hot
0: dog contest. He yeah he made he made the hot dog more accessible to the masses, and yeah now he's got the hot dog contest, which is probably not happening this year. They can do it virtually. They got they got they got to Joey Chestnut's.
1: He's got to defend his. They can do a virtual dog contest. They got it. a virtual dog contest. They got to
0: Matt nematode Sony. <laughs> I love. I love
1: that entire day. The, the introductions. The guy who does the introductions is amazing. What's his name George something? I don't know. That guy's great. There's some kind of. I was watching a thirty for thirty or like a documentary that he's got a lot of beef with some. With with who's the uh, the Asian guy who was Kobayashi? Kobayashi. Him and Kobayashi have like a beef for some reason. I forget the details. Is it a kosher beef? Was it was a kosher beef?
0: Well, Kobayashi. Is banned from the national whatever that co- that um, that league is that does the hot dog eating. Hunting. Yeah, I don't know if he's or he was banned at some point. I don't know if he's protesting it now. Something went down. I'm I'm a Kobayashi guy actually. Like between the Kobayashi Chestnut rivalry, I'm I'm all Kobayashi. He was the original. I feel like Chestnut just came in there and like just kind of bulldozed I his way through. But Kobayashi had the original craft, and without without a Kobayashi, there would be no Chestnut. I think Joey Chestnut's almost like Nathan's. He, he took
1: it and ran with it, and he outgrew Kobayashi. He's, he's now the face of hot dogs. I also
0: think that he should retire. Have you seen him lately? Chestnut? Yeah. He look bad? I mean, he's been, he's been crushing dogs. He does not look great. Have you ever told my, <laughs> you my Joey Chestnut story? I don't think so. I must have told you this. This is a good one on the pod. So I was at Katz's Deli, and...
1: Oh,
0: uh, tell the story. Now that you said Katz's Deli, ring the bell. Stay by the bell. I was at Katz's Deli and there was a table next to us, and this guy, and people kept coming up to him. Mostly like people who worked at Katz's came up to him. So I was like, oh, this guy's a regular, whatever. Or a lot of people know him. He's like a, a Katz's guy. And he had three sandwiches. And the sandwiches at Katz's are gigantic. It's pretty hard to eat one. I turned around like a little while later, and I'm pretty sure they're all gone. Like, I'm pretty sure he ate all three sandwiches. And then my friends and I realized when we left, that was Joey Chestnut. And the best part about all of it is that the day we went was July 5th. Now, now I remember you telling that. It's unbelievable. Guy's got a big old belly. It's like, it's like uh, I don't know. I, I think he should, it's like, a, it's like a football player. It's like if you're playing too long, you're going to have some, some real problems. I, I, I think he should, should retire. He, he, he's the best at what he does. He is the best at what he does. Um, all right, so that's number six. Number five, I got uh, St. Luke's Garden. So, this is a garden in the West Villages Church, St. Luke's Church. Um, It's like this garden that's a public garden, but it's kind of hidden, and a lot of people don't know about it. And it is my number five because it is where I proposed. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Kate wanted me to propose somewhere, not in our apartment, uh, but also somewhere that wasn't, like, in super public, but also wanted it to be a surprise. So... That that kind of really narrowed it down to nowhere, um, and also like we could have went on a hike or something like that. But she wanted to be a surprise, so if we did something that was kind of out of our normal routine, right? Then she wouldn't know. And I knew she wanted to be surprised, so I was like thinking about where could this possibly be. I was thinking about actually the first place I thought you know the Elizabeth Street Garden. No, I don't think so. I'm sure if I walked past it, I would recognize it on Elizabeth Street in Melita like little Italy, um, i okay. at the school garden, but it's like private. It's kind of like a weird, well, now they're actually fighting against a developer. Who's like going to take half of it away. But first I thought there, but then it was like, you had to go through this committee. They weren't open. It seemed like a whole thing. And then I, I like one day just walked by this garden. And I was like, Oh, this is perfect. So, um, that's what I did. How'd you, did you just say we're going to go for a walk? So it was the Saturday of Memorial day weekend. My birthday was the day before. So I knew she she knew it was coming, but I think she thought it would be in like June or July. And Memorial Day weekend, she was like, it was my birthday on the Friday. And a lot of times we've like gone to my parents' house on Long Island for at least the day or two. Um, So I said that we were going to like a birthday brunch with my parents and they're going to drive us out to Long Island. So I picked the place that was um, like we had to walk by this garden. Brunch was totally fake. I just made it up. Um, Very nice. Very nice. And yeah, so we we walked. It was, it was good. She had she had no she was honestly too surprised, I, I must say. What'd she say? She's just like, Oh and she said she said, I'll think about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That's
1: that's that's smart. You can't always just say yes. You need, you need some time to think. Popping the question, you really People don't don't realize you're you're imposing on somebody. It's like a it's not always yes or no.
0: Yeah, I'm still waiting for an answer, but I, I feel good about my chances. If you guys get married, can I get an invite to the wedding? Sure, appreciate it. Yeah, I could eat some more olive oil, John Oliver oil. All right, yeah, but it's a really cool. It's a it's a it's an awesome. It's like a hit. You gotta love somewhere. One thing, I mean, the thing I love about New York is there's always somewhere you don't know about, and that's like a classic. It's just like hidden, in – I mean, it's I guess it's uh, it's on Hudson Street. It's sort of further west in the west village like i feel like you get to a part in the west village where it's like kind of crowded and then you go a few blocks west and it's like more residential and a little bit more peaceful so it's kind of in that area All right that's the best yeah uh so that's number five number four i got grand street east of essex street it's you might have you might not have been, like, been in this area in general i don't think so is that not near Chinatown, or is it so it's like you'd say like Grand Street and Essex Street is like, I would say it's kind of like the almost the border of Chinatown and the Low, Lower East Side. Um, if you go east, then you're definitely more in the Lower East Side. Um, and you're really in the Lower East Side. If you go far east on Grand Street, you're like, um, there's Bialy Stoker Synagogue, which is like, it's the most active, um, still like a very active synagogue in Lower East Side. There's some like kosher establishments all the way down. Um, there's a lot of co-ops that are like, um, I think a lot of people think they're, they're public housing, but they're these, some of the like very nice co-ops. <laughs> the whole vibe of, of that, of the area is like, um, it's, it's like New York, but not with like the, there's no sweet greens and like, there's still an Apple bank with the time and temperature. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Right. It's like old, old school New York. It feel, It's old school New York. Exactly. Um, yeah. Not not updated. It feels like you're kind of in the nineties. Exactly, and uh, I love it. It just has a. It just has a more like pro-human vibe. I think that's a good spot. Good call. The um, Henry Street Settlements over there. Um, they have this cool uh, art center over there. Um, it just seems more. It's like more designed to be like a community. Um, yeah, I would love to live over there. I mean, some of the co ops. The co ops. I mean, relative to New York City housing is more affordable than a lot of you know the crazy apartment but it's still expensive right very nice very cool area that got, got a great great vibe love a vibe all about the vibes. yeah all right another
1: speaking of good vibes my number six is a place that has great vibes the whitney museum it's my favorite museum in the, it's in the meatpacking district on Gansborough street it's got american art it's got a bar on the top floor and then next to the bar like each floor in the museum There's like four or five floors, has like an outdoor terrace, which has great views looking out into the city and meatpacking district area. It's, it's It's like a modern museum and feels like less pretentious than a lot of the other New York City museums. And like very, feels like very easy to walk around and like enjoyable pieces to look at. And I like that there's outdoor areas where you can kind of hang out. And it's designed for you to almost like, Sit down and lounge a little bit. It's a good place to write also. I've written some bits there. Yeah.
0: You ever been to Whitney? I've been to the old Whitney on the Upper East Side. Um, but it moved. It moved to me packing like a few years ago. Um I have not been to the, the new one. I guess at some point I probably will go. I'm not a big muse art, especially art. I'm not a big art museum guy. I like I like I like walking around, going to things, experiencing. I don't like to be put in a place and be forced to observe—that's fair. You are walking around in the museum. I know, but it just—it just feels like it's like the same thing with amusement parks. Is like you're you you're kind of corralled in there, and then you're told to have fun. Golden corral. It's like I I'm, I'm gonna have fun when I want to have fun. I don't need this amusement park to tell me. Wow. What if you're
1: you're told that there's not art in the museum, but you can just walk around? But then it's like, whoa, what is that? That's someone's got to just tell you, like, this is just like, a cool
0: house. You can explore. It's a cool warehouse. Yeah. The Whitney also, I don't just, I think it's just a me thing, but I feel like people go out of their way to like name drop that they went there sometimes. <laughs> not what you did just now, but like, so I feel like sometimes people do that and I'm like, I get it. You're like seeking some sort of status, but I don't. Care. Well, I feel like you're coming after me. I'm not. I feel like you're coming to my neck. I'm really not. But you know, these people sort of, I don't know if you knew this
1: about the Whitney, but it was actually named after Whitney Houston. That's just a fun fact for me. No, I think it was named after Whitney Cummings. Wow. Whipped cream. It was named after Nick Whitmer, I think. <laughs> wow. Comedy chef himself. All right, my number five, you're going to like this one, though I don't think you've ever been there, the Astoria Park. This place, very underrated. Feel like If you don't live in Astoria or haven't visited Astoria, don't know about it. Before I moved to Astoria, I didn't know about it. Um, it's big. It's, it's, it's relatively big. It has a Olympic-sized public pool, where they once did like Olympic trials. I've never gone to the public pool, but it's cool there. It's cool to look at. There's a really new, brand new, renovated uh, track that has a turf field. Big, huge lawns where you can uh, lounge. Great park to walk through with a lot of trees. Amazing views of the Manhattan skyline and the East River from Astoria. Um, yeah, overall, just fantastic park. It's my favorite park. Favorite place to go for a walk in my neighborhood love the Astoria Park got happened. have it
0: yeah I've never been in it one time I was doing a mic at QED and like I got like picked to- no I, I went up and I was waiting for someone and I just like walked I just like walked around I couldn't be in the mic because I'm an unsupportive comedian and so I left and I just walked around and I walked all the way I guess west to the park Yeah, but I didn't go in because it was dark gotcha but uh it's, it's it's been on my list. I actually thought about during this quarantine in the beginning to maybe walk all the way up and go to the park. But uh it's too long of a walk from the Lower East Side. And that's a that's a huge walk. That's a
1: long slip. Yeah. Possibly it's a bike ride, but that's like a that would be a long long ride.
0: Yeah, I would do it, but the thing is you gotta walk back.
1: All about the walk back. You gotta cast the walk back.
0: Yeah, the walk back is the tough part. Walking there is no problem. Walking back. Right. People don't think about the walk
1: back too much. It's all about the walk back.
0: And it, the walk back is where, where is 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 the walk. That's when you're are you in or are you out? Hokey pokey. Yeah, Christopher, walk back.
1: <laughs> the number four on my list is only a place that I've been inside of once. Um, the Gramercy Park. Been inside once. I went, went inside because I took pictures. My my cousin proposed to his wife inside of the Gramercy Park. He was able to get inside because his boss had keys and they let him in. And then, so I I took pictures like hidden, I was like hidden in a bush when he proposed and I took pictures from outside of the park. And then once he proposed, the first one or W W George W. Bush. And then once he proposed, I, they let me inside the park, but overall I I even love just like walking around that park it's like it was kind of like we mentioned before. I was like surrounded by brownstones, and it's like a very like very rich, but like, quiet neighborhood. Um, reminds me of the movie Arbitrage. You ever seen the movie Arbitrage with Richard Gere? Nope. He played like a hedge fund guy who had an apartment on Urban Place. That that area I think is like one of my favorite areas in the city because it's quiet, but like it's very New York. And that park is just it's magical. And I've only been inside once. And it's the experience of being inside of it was majestic. And it's like, it feels very exclusive and private and very Manhattan.
0: Yeah. I have mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I think it's like, it's a bummer that it's like exclusive and that like, it's, you know, barred off to people. Um, that area I like, I, I feel like it depends on like the mood I'm in. Like sometimes I like it a lot, but then sometimes I'm like, it, it's like, cause the problem with New York is you're always comparing yourself to like these impossible highs. Right. So like, you're like, I live in New York and, and these people who live in Gramercy live in New York. Like I should. Right. Those are literally like the richest people in the world. Yeah. So it's like, it, it gives you that weird comparison that you shouldn't compare yourself to, but you are because you're, you're there. Uh, I don't like what it's cool. Uh, you know, that synagogue that's kind of like right off the park. Yeah. That, that was a stop on the underground railroad. Wow. Um, but that area, Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Um, that park itself is like is beautiful I like you know I've walked around it a bunch of times I would like to go in it I do think like so sometimes I'm like pissed off that it's like has that vibe but then I'm like this is New York this is like we're the best it should like who cares Yeah, it should be like that yeah. you should have to earn it yeah so I like it over there. It's definitely not one of my favorite places, but I respect,
1: appreciate the respect. That's all I can ask for in times like this.
0: Well, you know, I love uh, going to David's Bagels, which is close by. David's Bagels, great! It's my, I think it's my favorite bagel place in New York. What I like doing is I like going there, getting a nice plain bagel, nothing on it, walking up to the park, and just chowing down. I feel like you're provoking me. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm chasing am Not going to bite. All right. So number three, I had, I had the lantern, but I crossed it out because it's like, oh my, it's like a restaurant, right? it's like I don't know what what would you say No, I, I was thinking that too
1: I was gonna have the lantern but then it was like um I don't know it, it, it didn't make my top nine either but I was debating about it because it's like we almost go there too much and also it's like it is also a restaurant and I don't know it's, it doesn't deserve the top nine
0: I feel like I feel like it doesn't fit the cri- it kind of it fits the like uh, yeah I, I can't talk obviously in the a- <laughs> The lantern it, it twists our thumbs. It really. Uh, I have a backup. If it, does. I can't. I don't know if it fits. Should I do it, please? The lantern or the other one? Now you got to do the other one. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do both of them. They're tied for three. That doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm, now I have ten.
1: Tied goes to the runner.
0: Yeah, I guess the lanterns restaurant. The lantern, yeah, we can't do the lantern. It is one of my favorite New York City places. I think the vibe of Bleecker Street is kind of one of the last. Sometimes, not always sometimes magical um, New York City vibes thats like, makes New York City distinct. Al-Magical. The McDougal Street, Bleecker Street, kind of the center of comedy. Um, Al-Magical. It's not what it was in terms of, like, being the center of kind of expression as it had been, you know, even 30 years before. But it is still where, like, the center of comedy is and sometimes, like, kind of quirky characters. And um, it has a vibe that... You can only really find in New York, which I love. And I love being part of that, being at the Lantern all the time. I think it's cool. Um, So that area outside is cool. But what I'll say instead of the Lantern is I'll say um, uh, Artifix, New York. So that was the place. Do you remember in Woodside? It was like they were doing comedy there for a little bit. I had heard about this place and never been there. It was. So after running – so Craig Fox was a comedian who ran the Lantern for a while. And then he basically took over – owner or operation not ownership but operation of this place in woodside which right off the seven train in woodside queens um it's an art gallery it was like a number of different things it's like connected to an antique store but you walk in it's like this kind of beautiful room that was a perfect comedy room seat fit like 50 people um and the just low ceilings just kind of great acoustics and then you walk past that And there was an art gallery, which like paintings from this like artist who died, but they're beautiful paintings. And they're all like $30,000. You could buy one. They have like the prices. Uh, And then behind that is like this other room with like thousands and thousands of books and antiques and then weird stuff. And then you go downstairs and there's like a basement that has – it's just like a place that has been lived in in this very fascinating New York way. Um, and Craig, for a time, they do music there now, and they're an art gallery. But Craig, for a time, was trying to basically run, com- like, turn it into kind of a comedy club. Uh, Amazing. It didn't really happen because they're not zoned to be a bar or restaurant. So it, I, it basically, I think it took too long for them to maybe get a liquor license or a beer and wine. So they just stopped. They kind of just stop. He he uh, left the city, and they kind of just stopped doing it. But it was I. So I ran a half hour there once. And this was like a year and a half ago. We filled up the whole place or the that main room. And it was, it's just like a, again, it's like a place that you're like, how is this, how is this here in, in New York? It's, it's very cool. Um, people think they're in on, on in on something. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. I never I've heard great things about it. I never made it over there. How did he find it? Did, did, did he, he used to live over there? Chris Fox?
0: I think he lives over there. Yeah. Uh, so that's number three, number two. I kind of have a tie. There's going to be a tie for number one. Can I do that? Sure. Ty Domi. Ty Burrell. So I got uh, Angel Orensons Foundation. Angel, the guy Angel Orensons, he's a artist who bought um, this synagogue in the Lower East Side. And he turned it into a studio. And then it became like an event space. They also do have, I believe, Rosh Hashanah services there to maintain the... Non profit religious exemption um but it is where Kate and I got married wow, and it is a cool place you remember from when I invited you to the wedding vividly, yeah um but it is fascinating, so it's a synagogue, and it was one of the first synagogues for um Ger- like reform- German Jews who were coming to La' Si' eighteen Forty nine. It's the oldest surviving synagogue building in New York City. Wow. Um, I think the fourth oldest in America, and it is just really, really cool in there. It's it's design. It was actually the design in there. It was modeled after Notre Dame, the cathedral in in uh, in Paris. Never heard of it. Never. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 in Paris. I've heard of the football team? It's like it, on the outside. It looks almost like this. If you Google it, if you look at the outside. It kind of looks like this crazy, weird place. Um, and then you walk in, and it's like it's beautiful, but it, it's it's worn. Actually, um, Mark Norman filmed his last special there. i remember hearing about that. That's amazing. I saw that. It's my goal. It's my comedy goal to have a special there. That would be, that would be special. Yeah, it would be special. Yeah, so it's another kind of magical New York place that I would recommend. They have they have like charity events and weddings and bar mitzvahs there. Um, if you ever have the opportunity to go an event there, definitely go. Um, and then I also got tied for one is uh strand bookstore. Nice. The one
1: in Union Square.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I miss, I mean, I miss a lot of things about New York city. I mean, one of the, I, I, one of the reasons I think it was good that we did this topic is like, New York is, is not New York right now. Right. It's this kind of weird, it's in this weird purgatory and strand I, I love going to strand bookstore. Like, walk in I kind of have this process where i'll start on the first floor and kind of slowly walk through maybe i'll kind of go downstairs and then maybe i'll go back upstairs and um just kind of you know the, the service there the phone service isn't great there which which i love i just kind of lose myself in, in the books and come out maybe with the book that is um something i didn't know i wanted but because their selection is so vast it's it was decided it was something that i ended up getting. Um, love that, love that. That's definitely my favorite bookstore. Also,
1: it's a, it's a great place. Yeah, good place to kind of get a. Uh, I never realized that the phone service is
0: bad there, but it's definitely a good place to kind of get lost, and get out of your head a bit, and just look look down the different aisles. Exactly. So I'll I'll do that. Like I'll go there like at least once a month, sometimes more. They also because also like they have they have so they have such a huge huge selection, and then they also have just stuff that like I'm like oh I didn't know I wanted to read this uh, a few um. I guess in the end of January, I was there and I don't remember what I, I don't remember what I was like planning on getting, but I ended up just like spending a lot of time in the sports section. And I found this great biography on Muhammad Ali. And it was like one of the the books I've read in a long time. It's really interesting. So it's like, you go in there thinking you're going to maybe do one thing, but then you end up with something totally different, but maybe more rewarding. Can't judge a strand by its cover. Exactly. Very nice. Strong. It's emotional. I
1: figured I think I thought this list would get emotional. Yeah. My my top three is is, is emotional. My number three, I think is the same as your number two list. And McDougal Street, which is kind of tied into the lantern. That's pretty much that whole area is similar to what you said. It's like I love McDougall Street just looking down it and looking at all like the, the signage and like, having the Comedy Cellar there and Mamoons and all the the clubs there and the and the bars. Um, and it's, and it's, it has like a live energy to it that's undeniable anywhere else. And the lantern, it's very special. Just the first thing I've ever done, comedy, first open mic I did was at the lantern. Really? And now, it's, it's, yeah, did a last boot a mic in the basement. Yeah, I think Dave Columbo was hosting. Um, I, I, I remember vividly going there at least once beforehand, signing up for a mic, and then not, and then leaving because I was too scared.
0: My first mic was at the cake shop.
1: I feel you mentioned that. Where's the cake shop?
0: So it's now a, it's on, or- uh, Ludlow street. It's now, it's not the cake shop anymore. It's now a bar called like kind regards. Uh, like it was a 12 a.m. mic on a Thursday. I like, dr- I had like, I drank like a bunch before going there. Two minutes, 12 a.m. Wow. That's wild. It's a late, it's a late mic to do your first mic. Yeah. Cause I just, at that time, my sleep schedule was like, I was going to work a little later and going to sleep a little later. But, um, yeah. And then the second mic I did was I think Laughing Buddha and at the Lantern was like the third or fourth mic I did. The second mic I did I think was at Beauty Bar, which was like I didn't know, but it was like the best mic in the city. I remember the I think it was either the first or second time uh I did it. Um Jermaine Fowler was there. Wow. It was like a huge deal. And Namesh Patel, also big comic. Wow. Heavy hitter. Yeah. And then it was and then me. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah.
1: Those were like the days where like, it took everything we did with stand up like magical. Going, going back to McDougal Street, I was my first apartment I lived in the city. I was an intern at an advertising firm and I lived, uh, on 10th and university. And I just like walked to McDougal Street at night and kind of just walked up and down. And I like randomly went up to or Friedlander and asked him like, how do you like get into stand up? And he pretty much told me to take a class. And that's how I, I got into it. I'm, and I've, I've never done that before. I didn't, I never just, like, approached somebody like that. But I just had it in me to, like, ask them about stand-up. I've been wanting to do it for so long.
0: So that place, MacDougal Street, is pretty manageable to me. And Judah Freelander is, like, a really approachable-looking guy. <laughs> yeah. He's the world champ. Yeah. If that area didn't exist, I would be much less interested in living here.
1: I, I'd agree with that. Absolutely. Okie my number two... Is Madison Square Garden the world's most famous arena? I've similar to Yankee Stadium. I've been going there my entire life, but I've gone to MSG not only for Knicks games, but for like I think I I've gone to countless concerts. Um I saw I've seen comedy shows there. I've seen Louis C.K. and Aziz there, and I forget if any other comedy shows. But just like it feels like a home away from home in in a weird way, and like there's no other arena that touches it. It's got History. It's got the the panels on top of the ceiling that are legendary. There's no other place like it. I love MSG. Um, yeah, no words.
0: There's been so many great moments there over the past twenty years. A lot of great moments. I'm, I'm counting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of victories. Just so much success. So I'm intimidated because it's like it's like. It's just such a winning atmosphere there. You know what I mean? You're talking about the Rangers? So I was talking about the Liberty. The Liberty were so successful that they, they left.
1: That, that's also why I love it, though. I've, I've, I've walked out of there after so many Knicks losses. It's like... But, like, I still enjoy... Them. And that's the crazy part about it also. The Knicks have been so bad for so long. But they still, for the most part, sell out every other game, which is part of the... the, the system. It's part of the system of why they are not improving because they're still the most valuable franchise. So, like, James Dolan doesn't, I mean, he cares, but he, he doesn't have any incentive to really turn it around. But it's still an amazing, special place to go to.
0: Yeah. System of a down. Nice.
1: And my number one spot coming in at Numero Uno is my grandma Anita's apartment in Chelsea. My grandma Anita is no longer with us, but this apartment on 27th and 9th, um, so whenever I drive past it or walk past it, it's very special to me. My first like ever, I feel like, experience with the city was going to this apartment growing up. She had like an amazing terrace. We would go there and like we would stop there before going to dinner. And my she, my grandma would give us dinner before we would go to dinner. She's one of those uh, Jewish grandmas who like force us to eat. Yeah, nothing better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. again getting, getting emotional. again I'm getting. It's just I used to go to uh, UCB Chelsea, and that's like pretty much around the corner from there. And just whenever I was be in that area, it just felt uh, just very special. It's got a, a warm place in my heart, right around the corner from Lincoln Tunnel. So you get outside of the tunnel, kind of drive past that area. Very special place for me.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Like childhood, New York. Yeah, my aunt lived on Ninety Seventh and West End. And that was like, whenever we went and see. that's where we go. That's what I I thought New York was for so long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Huge. I feel so, I mean, you know, we both grew up close to the city, not in the city. Um, And I feel so fortunate that I got the exposure of the city at a young age. I mean, living in the city is totally different. Like growing up in the city, I feel like is... Amazing for so many reasons, but insane for so many reasons. Right. But I I just am thankful that we got, that I got exposure to it uh, through like family and through just being close by. Totally agree. Yeah. Because I mean, at least I'm sure it's the same for you. Every city I ever go to, the frame of reference is New York. And pretty much every city is worse. Absolutely.
1: Makes me, makes me jealous sometimes of people who are experiencing New York for the first time. And it's also, it blows my mind how like some comics moved to New York City for the first time to do stand up. And I can't imagine how, like, overwhelming that's got to be to move to this city to do, like, one of the hardest things in the world. But you're also moving to such a huge city and how overwhelming it is. It's kind of blows my mind. And usually they're
0: terrible at comedy, so there's that. It's getting better. All right. Good top nine. Strong top nine. Kind of emotional. Yeah. You got any advertisements?
1: I sure do. Uh, This is one of our classic advertisements now. First of all, shout out Pat. Hit up Pat. At the Lantern on Monday nights, whenever quarantine is over, or to hit up Pat uh, on Instagram. I think his Instagram is like Patty D's Nuts or something like that. But this advertisement is for Carvel ice cream cake. Do you like cars? <laughs> Do you like bells? Do you like ice? Do you like cream? I know you like cakes. So you're gonna love Carvel's ice cream cake. We use the same soft serve ice cream. Oh boy. Inside of this cake that we use for the soft serve for all of our, our cream, come by Carvel ice cream cake stores near you. Tell them that Lance sent you and you'll get a free ice cream cake on your birthday for all Brazorbacks.
0: Oh yeah. I forgot to say, I don't have an advertisement, but I, you're like soft serve ice cream and ice cream are different. No, no, they're not. <laughs> they're very different. No, not if you let ice cream melt. Cause when we were talking about it last episode, I was, I was like, am I dumb or does Jesse not know what ice cream is? And Soft serve is a frozen dairy dessert similar to ice cream, but softer and less dense as a result of air being introduced during freezing. Soft serves have been sold, sold commercially since the
1: 1930s. Don't believe you. doesn't exist. Let ice cream melt. it become soft?
0: It just becomes melty. Why don't you go ahead and serve serve that up? They're different. You could admit it. It's okay. So soft serve is also melty. All right. Uh, that's my PSA. Just Wikipedia soft serve. Can and won't. Don't know how. The first line says soft serve is similar to ice cream implying that they're different yeah i don't have that in front of me so i don't believe you you, you want to go to was that a joke let's do it so i'm gonna actually run some jokes by you i'm doing my first zoom show on thursday and i want to know if my jokes are jokes nice i just got to find them now give me a second sorry okay oh no did i not save this you want to go and then I'll, I'll try to find this sure
1: um so my, is that a joke is, I don't know if you remember a few episodes back, someone sent me or it could have been a mistake by Amazon, a pink helmet, a woman's helmet. I remember. Yeah. So I, I put that picture. I thought it was pretty funny. I put it on my uh, group chat with some of my friends. They all had a big laugh about it. Then the other day I go downstairs and there's an unlabeled package in my lobby way entrance way. And I, I was expecting a package, so I brought it upstairs, opened it up, and it was a box of adult diapers. Now, these were not, I believe they were not sent or meant for me. I i know I didn't order them. I'm um, pretty sure they're for an older woman who lives downstairs, so I repackaged them up, put them downstairs. But I put the picture of the adult diapers on my friend's group chat, kind of making it like, now so someone's been pranking me. That then incentivized my friends. to They're now sending me things. <laughs> so today in the mail, I got a Jets, New York Jets themed pink baby pacifier, which is, uh, I guess, a joke. And I guess calling me a baby and also uh, a woman. Uh, overall, I would just guess, uh, I guess it is a joke, but it doesn't feel like a joke. It, you know, it is a joke, but I feel like
0: I'm under attack. I think the joke's on them because they're just wasting money. Right. It's a pretty... It's, it's, Why don't you just sell everything on eBay? I should. Some people were in my group chat were thinking that you might have sent me the pink helmet and the adult diapers. I will neither confirm nor deny. Uh, or it could have been Seidel. I mean, that's something you'd have to ask Seidel. I won't. I refuse to talk to Seidel directly. <laughs> yeah, you need like a them to go between. Yeah.
1: That's pretty much it. It's a fun little running gag that I, that now
0: people sending me things. So if any are back, figure out my address, feel free to send me some gags. So it's good to have some gags. So I got so all right. I got these these jokes I want to run by you. One of them is going. Oh, okay. So one thing that's good about quarantine is that we're forced to learn new skills. A lot of people have been learning how to cook better. My wife is learning how to draw. I've been learning how to cry in the fetal position. Ah. That's funny. Um, I started learning how to animate, like animation. I told one of my friends, and he was like, but well, Lance, you're already so animated. <laughs> nice. And then um, I'm 29 years uh, You're not going to like this one, but I'm 20, I'm 29 years old. It's an interesting age. I'd say half my friends are responsible adults, and the other half are on TikTok. Yeah, that, that's not a joke. That does not work. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh so i'm trying to do this thing like um uh it's so like 29 it's like it's a it's a weird age because you're a swing voter between young people and like people in their 40s you're really in between so young people will be like hey you want to uh you want to come play pick up basketball and not get injured and i'm like totally but then 40 year olds are like Hey, you want to have a kitchen with marble countertops? I don't really get that. You don't like it? It's a little wordy. Yeah, it's not It's not there. But I like the idea of like, it's like you're not old, but you're not young. And I think certain times you get pushed in being a younger person or getting pushed to be an older. Right, that's true. I wanted to give a shout out to, to Maddie, Maddie Schack, Yep, who sent us some great food that she posted, but also an amazing countertop. Great countertop, good marble. Great, great marble countertop. It, I was real. I was like, oh man, I want this marble countertop. Love, love marble and the pizza. But it was, it was, it took my breath away.
1: That actually leads. Are you? Done? Do you have more jokes? Uh, no, nah, I'm done. That leads me into my QAB. Very good transition to my QAB. Questionable at best. So we've been. <clears throat> you've uploaded a picture of your of pizza to the and and also Biali's to the brave Bit Instagram uploaded Matty Schneck's food. I've been cooking a lot also, but I none of my food, my food that I've been cooking has been delicious, but it's not photogenic. I take pictures and it doesn't, it looks like slop. I'm, I mean, I don't, my the, the way my food looks is questionable at best. The way it tastes is delicious, but it, it made, made me realize that like how impressive it is when you go to restaurants at the presentation, you kind of take for granted. How like good the food looks, Um but it also made me realize that like food doesn't need to look good to taste good. And I've I've been cooking great food just it doesn't look great. If um, people want to see it, I'll post it. But I don't. And I think the better I get, the more like details I pay attention to, uh, the presentation will come. Absolutely. But overall,
0: my food looks like slop. Well. I mean, present. It's like it's, with Instagram, it's made the presentation. It's emphasized it so much, and it's nice when food looks good, but it's not that important in the grand scheme of things. Right. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, now now it's important because so many people find like go to restaurants because of social media. Right. Or that's how a restaurant will get popular, and it's. I mean, I, it's definitely gone too far the other way. Like you know that um like Black Tap, Burgers and Shakes. Yeah. I mean, they basically are a business because they made absurd shakes that look good on instagram that's their whole business exactly and they're they were very popular i know they expanded and they closed some of them so i don't know if i mean i guess that's a business side that doesn't really have much to do but like i'd say it's gone too it's gone too far in presentation where presentation is important but if you're valuing presentation over the other more important aspects like does it taste good
1: right it's interesting that like a lot of it's funny how it's like like it's it's kind of uh, against the rules or it's a a restaurant on their menu has pictures of the food. It's kind of like not uh, considered it's to be like a good restaurant. Yeah, so it's interesting, right? Like now, social media, you look up pictures of food to kind of see what is good on their menu. But a person, place's actual menu has food on it,
0: pictures of it. It's bad. I don't know. I, I do have a diner with like with pictures. I love a diner. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. When they show like the, they show the food melt mouth's not a good example for for you. That's yeah. one of the worst examples. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh I mean, I think if if do whatever you want. We'd love I think it'd be great if you posted, but also if you'd rather not, I think that's fine too. Yeah. Um now that
1: I have this disclaimer out there, I feel better about posting. But I'm not like I'm very proud of what I'm making. I just know that it doesn't look great.
0: Yeah. Um all right, I'll do my QAB. Uh, dish towels is my QAB nice are you a dish towel person I've been using sponges I've gotten back from the sponge game I'm more of a sponge cat I know you don't like dirty sponges even though you podcast with a dirty Spongebob Square Lance <laughs> I sure do but um, so we've been using dish like we've been going through paper towels pretty intensely because we've been cooking yeah it's number one you, if you're buying so many paper towels it, the cost adds up but also like there's not we don't want to overstock like we don't want to, I don't want to go to the, to as extreme market and get six rolls of paper towels that other people might need them. So we got, we don't really use dish or uh, dish towels, but we got a bunch and it's just like, I, I, th- I think they're useless. Like you could use it to clean like hands and then like, they smell weird. It's gross. It's similar to my sponge tape, But at least sponges, you could use them a lot more. Like I, I cleaned this glass with a dish towel and then I was putting it, I was like, going to put it in the cabinet. And then I smelled it and I was like, this smells weird. And then I realized it was the dish. And I'm like, what are, what are the point of these? <laughs> right. Like, and then you watch them, but then why even bother if it's going to be so much work? Yeah, what are we doing here? So that's what also scared me about delis. When delis use
1: these towels to like clean the knives, Yeah. these are like dirty towels. They're, they're making tuna melts.
0: Then I don't want a tuna that's been cleaned off a knife with a dirty towel. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. It is it's it is QAB. I, part of me thinks I must be using them wrong. If I am, Razorbacks, let me know, but Call in. I find them to be QAB. Nice. That's a, that's a good QAB. Yeah. Want to bring in the closer?
1: Let's do it. A three, a one, a one, two, three, four. Bits, 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 bits,
0: bits, 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 bits.
1: Wow, one of the most bizarre ancient songs of all time. Let's
0: go! Come on now! Get it!
1: That was unbelievable. You lulled me in, and you brought like <laughs> me right back. Love that. Strong ending. That's right. So Jesse, what do you got coming up? Uh, I got a whole pack schedule of shows coming up. I'm going against the quarantine. I'm starting to produce. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I got no live comedy coming up. Stay tuned to my social medias for content, quarantine content. Listen to Braze Bits. Send us in uh, w- w- whatever questions you guys might have. If you're cooking some good dishes, send us some pictures. We'll post it on Braze Bits Instagram.
0: Yeah. Uh, follow Jesse on TikTok and uh that's all i got <laughs> nice appreciate that free plug yeah uh and give us a give us a rate throw us a, a rating on itunes i'm gonna become an annoying person who says this in every podcast I-, I was listening to other podcasts and i'm like these guys all they do is promote their podcast but yeah, bro, yeah 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 might as well yeah all they do is like like and subscribe and i'm like is this the whole podcast <laughs> But then it works. That should be the name of the podcast. Like it does, it does kind of work. That's what you got to do. Yeah, part of the bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm good. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Stay safe. Thanks, Backs, and see you next time. Peace.